The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to SEO predictions month on the voices of search podcast i'm your host benjamin shapiro and this month we're looking into the crystal ball to tell you seos and content marketers what you can expect in 2020 joining us today is a friend of the voices of search podcast courtney cox wakefield she is the co-author of voice search the new search engine book and outside of being a prominent author and speaker in the voice search community Courtney is also the head of consumer digital marketing at Children's Health Hospitals, which is one of the top care facilities in the United States. And today, Courtney and I are going to talk about her predictions for voice search in 2020. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health backlinks and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Courtney Cox Wakefield, co-author of Voice Search, the new search engine. Courtney, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben. Excited to have you here. Excited to have you as part of our predictions month. Excited to talk a little bit about voice search. It's a hot topic amongst SEOs. And so far, the predictions that we've had, I've heard a lot of, hey, voice search is not going to be a bigger deal this year than it was last year. It seems like the general thought for the SEO community is, you know, the voice search taking over regular text-based search is is not quite happening. Talk to me about your view of the landscape and what do you think is going to happen in 2020? Yeah, I I never really bought into the idea that it was going to take over. I really thought it's going to be more and, right? So we're always going to continue having our standard text-based searches that we've always done. But now when we're on the move, when we're not able to do searches that we normally would have done, instead of thinking, oh, I need to search that later, we'll search it now, we'll be able to do it via voice. I do think that there's a little bit of a change management curve thing going on here, right? 
you know, before at the very beginning, we were very excited about voice as an industry. We said, okay, you know, there's this new technology, there's new things that we can do. It's going to change everything. Everything's going to be different. It's going to be so great. And over the last year, year and a half, we've been in this denial slash anger phase where we realize, oh, it's not going to change everything. It's not going to be the magic bullet that a lot of people were talking about. We started to recognize a lot of the flaws in the technology. And all of those things have made the search industry overall sort of angry or disappointed with voice. But I think we're moving into a period where we're in more of that discoverability or exploration phase of the change management curve. And we're starting to finally be more productive with it. So I do agree with you, right? It's not... I don't think we're at the 50% usage that was predicted. Um, on mobile devices, it's somewhere between 27% of people do voice searches. That's Google's number. So that's not even the, the total percentage of voice searches. So it's considerably lower than I think people predicted. But the opportunity as new voice technologies come out uh, continues to grow. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I was never on board with voice searches taking over and we're not going to use keyboards anymore. I think that there was a lot of excitement about voice search. It has such a high capacity for change. And I think that, you know, within the SEO community, you know, people were excited about the technology and were expecting sort of an exponential increase in how it was used. And maybe what we're seeing is more linear growth. And, you know, to me, you know, a lot of the times when you have something that is a potentially disruptive technology, it takes time for people to change their behaviors. We talked in the last couple of times that you've come on this show about who some of the dominant players are, you know, Alexa, Google, and sort of Siri and, and Apple holding up the rear. Talk to me about how you see what the platforms are doing. Where is their head at? What are they focusing on? Yeah, you've kind of seen... Apple and Google, they're still investing in voice. There's certainly a certain amount of them keeping an eye on it. But in terms of really innovating and really taking a shot at trying new things, Alexa is leading the pack. There's, or Amazon is leading the pack. There's no question about that. They've got all these new technologies coming out. Um, they're working on devices or they've already, they're already selling devices that integrate with your home stereos more seamlessly. They've got the Alexa or Echo Auto that's working in people's cars and connecting with your smartphone. You've got the Echo Loop, which I think is one of the more recent ones, which is basically a ring that you wear and can trigger Alexa through your ring on your hand. You've got the Echo Buds. You know, they're really investing in these new devices because I think what they've seen, I think what we've all seen is, you know, it's great to have Alexa in your home or at your desk even for some people. But most of us are not tethered to our Alexa devices all day. We're moving around. So they've really been investing in sort of this like mobility of voice devices, which I think is interesting and, and definitely will kind of influence the way that people use these devices moving forward. It's funny how, you know, and you're not the first person to say this, but people think of Alexa and Amazon as being the innovator in the voice search space. And they absolutely are in some capacity. But, you know, the idea of, well, Amazon's getting into your car and getting into your ears and it has a device that follows you around. And I'm sitting here thinking, and maybe I'm the only person on the planet that uses a HomePod, but I'm sitting here thinking Apple has CarPlay. Mm -hmm. Apple had the AirBuds first. Apple had the Apple Watch. Like 
integrating Alexa into these devices, it, it feels very me too, as opposed to innovative, where I think that Alexa and Amazon is cutting edge is how well their voice search product works. That's right. But even then, I think of Google as being, you know, the most useful for me because you can actually search for information, not just do home automation. And, and you know, to me, that's where like at our home, we have a, a home pod, which does all of our home automations. Then we have a Google Home device for when we have questions. Yeah, my perfect world, like if I could combine the three, would be the audio quality of the Apple devices, the quality of results of Google's devices, and the quality of understanding me of my Alexa devices. I wish I had a hybrid. Yeah, I I agree. And honestly, what I would like, I think that, and I don't mean to turn this into an Apple puff piece, but (laughs) when you have an ecosystem that you're using... I actually think that the Apple device is underrated in terms of the home automation Mm. and its ability to understand what you mean when you're trying to operate some of the Internet of Things home technologies. And and I found that Google and Alexa haven't been as resourceful and as useful trying to get things to work the way that I want them to at home. I actually think Apple did a nice job of thinking about the home for the device. Now, don't get me wrong. Siri is a pain in the butt. But when it comes to, you know, turn on X, Y, and Z devices, I think Apple did a nice job. That said, you know, home is one place where the results are happening and people are using voice search primarily for tell me the weather, maybe play some music and turn on a timer. And I think that's where there's a disconnect with what's the future of voice search where everyone thinks I'm going to do the equivalent of my text-based searches through voice that that doesn't seem like it's happening, or maybe it's just happening in specific verticals. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Tell me what you're seeing and, and are there places where more traditional text-based searches are going to become voice searches? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been experimenting a lot with this at home. I have a one-year-old now. And so you can imagine our hands are full a lot. So one of the examples that I've been talking about for probably two years now is the idea of 
being able to say to Alexa or whatever voice device you're talking to, hey, Alexa, how do I do CPR on an infant? Because you could think of how useful that is to be hands-free, right? And when I ask Alexa this, I've been asking her it consistently for the last two years. She doesn't have an answer. She says, hmm, you know, I don't know about that. Or she has some other confused answer, right? So that's a really clear use case, something that's obviously needed to be hands-free. And yet there's not a solution for it or a good answer from Alexa. But if you type that in on Google or you typed it out on YouTube, you would get a really clear answer um, and something that's useful. So it's not that the content is not out there. It's just that Alexa or Amazon are not doing a good job of connecting the user to that content. I do think that that's a challenge for SEOs, right? Those normal text-based questions that we would ask, the quality of the results from a device like Alexa are so inconsistent that usage will drop because you don't want to waste your time trying to alter your query in a way that's going to get an answer from Alexa. You would just go straight to doing a text-based search. So I do think that's a challenge and something that really is not as much on SEOs to solve, but really is a function of the folks that are providing this technology to make sure that they get right. Because the content for that kind of stuff is out there and it is optimized in a way that it could be used for voice. So talk to me about some of the places where you're act where you are seeing an increase in people relying on voice search. If it's not your traditional, you know, question and answer based query and and honestly I think that, you know, if you're a Google Home user, you're probably sitting here saying I ask Google questions all the time. But if you're an Alexa or a HomePod an Apple or Siri user, you're not asking a lot of questions because you know the responses aren't going to be great. Across the three platforms, where are you seeing more uh, voice search commands? So local continues to dominate when it comes from a voice search query perspective. When someone is searching on voice, it's three times more likely to be a local query than when someone is searching on text. So because we know that, we can say, okay, great we can really focus in on making sure that our local listings, that our local data is accessible and optimized for voice so that when people are making those queries, they're finding our locations, they're finding our services, and that they're able to get the information that they need at the time that they need it. I'm going to give some examples of queries. And don't worry, everyone listening. I know that we've said the magic A word a few times. So if your home devices are going off, I apologize. I'm going to use uh, other words instead of the actual device names. You're talking about, hey, a Schmexa, um, you know, what time does the pizza place down the block open? Hey, Schmoogle, what time does my haircut place open? Or what's the directions to it? Is that what you mean by local search? Or, or what's the nearest barbershop? Right. Okay. So these are all sort of directional and business operations. This kind of gets into the like, Google my business type data, mm-hmm. other than you know optimizing your local listings, what can SEOs do to take advantage of the increase in local focused searches on voice search? Yeah. So local can't be set it and forget it. It used to be kind of that way where you would fill out your Google My Business listing. You might fill out your Bing business or Microsoft business profile And then you'd kind of say, okay, it's built out. I'll come back and look at it to see if anything's changed later. If you follow Joy Hawkins at all, she's constantly publishing about all of the different changes that are happening on Google My Business. I see something from her on a weekly basis that has changed on Google My Business. So it's no longer kind of set it and forget it. One thing that happens all the time that can definitely affect your 
performance overall, but especially on voice where queries are limited, is the category changes. So if you say, you know, what's a barbershop near me? When you search on voice, you're limited to sort of that local data and what's in Google My Business. And so if you don't have your business listing categorized in the right category for barber and those categories change all the time, you might have a category get removed, a category get added, and they make hundreds of changes a year to that list, sometimes in bulk, sometimes one at a time. Then when you're getting that one answer from voice, you're missing out. On text, it's slightly different, right? If you type in, you know, barbershop near me or barbershop in Dallas or wherever you are, you're going to get the local listings and maybe you won't show up there, but you have an opportunity to show up in the rest of the organic results. That's not the case in voice. And so it's really super critical that you make sure your Google My Business listings are kept up to date. And, you know, the category is an example, but there are other areas that they're constantly updating. Yeah. So I think the big takeaway here is that when you're thinking about what's coming in 2020 for voice search and, you know, as it relates to the SEO industry, A, understanding that most of the searches that are happening that are non-operational searches, not Mm -hmm. turning on the alarm or the house lights or something like that, are going to be local. So optimizing your local listings for voice is obviously very important. Courtney, there's another place we're also seeing a lift in voice search being useful. And we're going to come back and actually spin off another one of these episodes where you're going to tell us how voice search is going to make an impact in business for tomorrow's episode. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Courtney Cox Wakefield, co-author of Voice Search, the new search engine. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Courtney, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter where her handle is Courtney Wakefield, C-O-U-R-T-E-W-A-K-E-F-I-E-L-D. Or you can visit her personal website, which is cwake.digital. That's C-W-A-K-E dot digital. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, the contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, or you could apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Courtney Cox Wakefield, co-author of Voice Search, the new search engine book, 
We're going to publish episodes multiple times a week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.